You're listening to the Entrepreneur's Agony Aunt podcast. Keeping it real, telling the story like it is, because there are no mistakes that somebody else hasn't already made. Hello, I'm Vicky Brock, and you're listening to the Entrepreneur Agony Aunt podcast. Each week, an esteemed guest and I explore a listener or blog reader's question. You can submit yours at vickybrock.com slash podcast. Joining me this week is Mark Logan. He's former Chief Operating Officer of Skyscanner, where he took the company to its £1.7 billion exit. His previous tech startup was acquired by Cisco. Mark is possibly the most emotionally intelligent person I have ever met. He's been a wise and valued counsel to me, and I wanted to extend that wisdom to you, our podcast listeners. Mark, when we first met, you uh, very quickly recognised emotional depletion in me. Um, You made me understand I needed to recharge my fuel tanks before I rushed into my next startup as I was planning and working on. And you introduced me to a concept that completely changed my personal thinking. Um, So I'd like to introduce you to a tough question for this episode. This question was submitted by a blog reader actually in response to the post I wrote where I admitted that after returning from a particularly tough board meeting I actively willed the plane I was on to fall out of the sky because that seemed like the least awful way out. Which I recognise is neither desirable nor healthy um, but probably was a reflection of the stress I was under at that time. And I definitely have learned from that blog post that uh, I was in no way alone in that pressure. So this particular CEO writes, I'm no longer in love with the company that I founded. I'm tired, I feel like I have constant battles with my board and real productivity issues with my staff. Sometimes I lay in my bed and I think it wouldn't be that bad if I didn't wake up. Is this normal CEO stress or sign of bigger problems? So, Mark, perhaps we can kick off by asking that, just that question. Is this just normal CEO stress? Sure. So so I think if we if we work into this, you know, from the outside in, as it were, the the general question of, you know, what's the right stress level for a a CEO? Well, let's think about when you started the company. You started it, you didn't say, I can't wait to start a company. Um, because I want to be stressed, you know, and there's not enough stress in my life and we should we should find a way, we, our, our main product is CEO stress. And we shouldn't lose sight of that fact, you know, four or five years into it, that we didn't go into it to, to create stress for ourselves. Now, um, the, 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 I'd make a distinction here between acute stress and chronic stress. Acute stress is undoubtedly, there are many periods, you know, in your calendar where you're going to have to do things that are pretty nerve-wracking, like uh, that board meeting you're nervous about, sign off a budget, um, you know, take the risk on hiring new people and not sure if that's going to work out. So undoubtedly there are, there are a bunch of stressful situations. Having to exit a senior employee hasn't mm-hmm. worked out. Yeah. These are all stressful. And you shouldn't go into the CEO business or founder business if you're not willing to deal with acute periods of stress. The problem is when those join up to be chronic acute periods of stress, and I think that's something that we, we shouldn't treat as inevitable or part of the job. Because if you think about what value you bring as a CEO, 
your creativity, your vision, your ability to motivate others, to display humour during difficult periods so people can, you know, not, not freeze up and paralyse. The fact is you can't do all those things when you are at the point where you don't want to wake up or you want a plane to fall out of the sky. There's no way to live. And therefore, I think we should, we should engineer our stress levels and uh, everything around them to the, 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 the principle that acute stress is fine, chronic stress is something you, mm-hmm. should, you should fix. Whatever you have to do to fix it. Um, but not live with it. So the answer to that question is, is this normal? It might be normal, but, it, but it's not sustainable. Yeah. And this, this takes me to the, I guess, the, the metaphor that you and I were discussing, Vicky, when we met, which is I, I, I sort of judge these things, not just for CEOs, but everybody, in, in the sense of, if you imagine your, your PC um, having a certain amount of CPU, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, we used to, especially the older versions of Windows, we'd say, oh, it's gone to 100% CPU, yeah. you know. <laughs> and your that. whole computer kind of freezes, freezes up, up because yeah. it's, it, it's get, reached the limits of its processing ability. Yeah, and gets, you know, hot and, and, and so on and so forth. We used to have these little meters that showed us how yeah. much, you know, CPU we were using. Um, the, it, we know that a, C, a, a computer running at, you know, 100% CPU is bad. But a computer running at, at 70 or 80% CPU is problematic because if additional workload comes in, it, it can't spike up and yeah. accommodate it. Now let's convert that CPU to emotional CPU. This, the, it's our emotional CPU. The right level for anybody in a business is to be running at steady state at about 30 to 40. And that means that if something comes up like that scary board meeting or some, some other uh, <coughs> issue, then you can spike up to 80 or 90 for a period of time and still yeah. be okay. It's when you're when you're running at say eighty percent CPU all the time, you can't spike up, and you're generally getting more and more tired. And I always tell my the reports that the 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 most important thing about being a senior exec is self sustainability, because you're no use to anybody if you're broken or exhausted, yeah. and you're no use to your family. And why would you spend your life? And you, you you scare your employees you yes. know, when they can see that you're, you know, mm. when they can see the place you are at I think it's quite scary <laughs> yeah and, and they wonder well should I be that scared as well yeah. so fear is, is infectious and uh, stress is infectious and therefore you feeling that way is already starting to reduce the productivity of your yeah. team so that's, that's these are all you know, so one is a symptom of the other actually the fact that this person is picking up that there's productivity issues is probably a response mm-hmm. to the the waves of stress and anxiety that they're broadcasting yeah. without realising Yes, no, no, no. That, that's very true. And the problem with everything I've just said is I've just said what's desirable. Now, yeah. that's in many respects obvious. And maybe used a little metaphor that's a useful way to monitor how you're feeling and so on. But um, that th- haven't said, well, what do you do about that? Mm. Now, when I was in you know senior roles like Skyscanner, we had periods of acute stress, and there was always a risk that those would join up. Yeah, and have chronic stress. I mean, I re- you know I know exactly what you mean about the, the acute stress ones. In the middle of a round, I remember my f- first round almost falling apart when something had gone wrong, mm. and the, I, I, I sort of almost had this out of body experience mm. where my heart couldn't go any faster. Right. But it actually wasn't a bad feeling. It mm. it was an adrenaline crazy stress rush, but it wasn't a you mm. know I have to cry because I just saw you know a a bird get hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of 
<laughs> random symptom of uh, chronic <laughs> stress, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that very much so. You know, it's a, that displacement stress where something very much upsets you. You, you get these warning signs that tell you that you know your 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 loved ones will tell you, um, or you'll 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 displace stress or or, or emotion onto something you wouldn't normally get so yeah. emotional about. Um, so, you know, we all kind of start to sense something's not right or, or people tell us or we're not sleeping. That's a classic, you know, oh, yeah. line. And we've all had periods of that, but it's when it becomes chronic that you've, you've got issues. So the, the, I, I've always found metaphor useful to help me stand back from myself. Mm-hmm. And one metaphor I found useful in this regard, sometimes we create stress because a situation, we amplify it beyond its real meaning so let's here's one that I found useful so if you think about you know two chess players um, chess is a very confrontational game and actually if you measure the heartbeat of a chess grandmaster during a match it's usually up at about 130 oh it's a proper sport it's it's definitely as a Fitbit addict definitely qualifying a sport yeah in that sense you know because it's stressful the more senior players have you know people watching and and someone's out there on that chessboard trying to kill you and you're trying to kill them in chess terms. So it's a very aggressive sport. It may not look like mm. it the speed it's happening, but it, but it is for the people who play it. But I remember reading um, one Grandmaster's uh, biography that I admired and he said, at the end of the game, you always walk away from the chessboard alive. And I've tried to apply that in business, that however you're stressful it is, I mean, the wor- what's the worst that can happen? I'll still leave this this yep. day alive, and therefore it's not that bad. Um, another thing I found useful is to say in any scenario, what let's let me now face the worst case scenario, and if that's okay, then anything that's bad but better in the worst case is even is better than yeah. okay. So, for example, let's say that the this all doesn't work out. We run out of money, and we have to lay everybody off and, yep. and switch off the lights. Uh, would I survive that? Yes, I would survive it. Therefore, Absolutely. It's okay. And I remember kind of having that feeling and being in that position and, and being worried about that. But I, I actually found I was able to personally de-stress from that by going, you mm. know what, every single one of these people that I'm going to have to lay off is in a better position for having worked in this company and worked with this mm. than they would have been before they did. You know, they've learned a lot. They've got new skills. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's been a blast. They've learned a lot. And... Mm-hmm. This isn't if if this is where it has to go. Uh, that isn't the end of the world, not just for me, but for any of them, really. Yes, absolutely, and and you know, anybody who founds a company or is involved in early stage, even if it doesn't succeed, which most of them don't mm. the first time, you should be incredibly proud of, of yeah. what they've done because they've had the courage to do something many people don't have. They've probably improved everyone around them and themselves, and therefore the the measure of success isn't. Did the product take off? It might be the VC's measure of success, yeah. but the human measure of success is have you changed yourself and people around you and make a huge impact in the world? And most founders, that is the case. So, you know, we, we need to be careful not to define failure in terms that are purely monetary. I know we've all got to earn money to live, but beyond that, there's an awful lot of successes in the startup that hasn't worked. Um, so we should not forget that and therefore if we're aware of that the worst case isn't so awful mm-hmm. and therefore anything that's not that worst case is, is, is survivable so th- these are important things to, to think about the, the, Does sorry. that work more for acute stress situations than the background um, chronic stress? Well I, th- I think they blend into one another because the, the, the chronic stress comes from overly indexing on a series of acute events you know? Right 
Uh, so your average beca- your average moves and creeps ever mm-hmm. ever higher. Um, yes. Your CPU is going up, going but up. your your sense of normal has gone far beyond anybody else's yeah. definition yeah. of average. This is a kind of you know it's it's almost worse than than linear accumulation. If if the board meeting totally stresses me out, and then I've got to go into a difficult employee situation, and then I've got to do some planning, and I'm not sure we can hit numbers. Then, if each of those overly stresses you in CPU terms, then when you put the three of them together, it's much worse than just you know additional. It becomes almost a multiplicative thing. Yep. So you have to treat each event as what's the worst that can happen here. Better than the worst is okay. I'll walk away from this alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so on. And occasionally, you get something really tough to do. I, a metaphor which might not work for everybody, but worked for me. Was um, I remember uh, watching a film called uh, Fearless? If you remember that film with Jeff Bridges, and he's it's based on a true story, but it's, it's fictionalized. But he's on this plane which has had a massive hydraulic failure, and he's a nervous flyer, and the plane is almost certainly going to crash, and maybe there'll be no survivors, and he's panicking at first, and then suddenly he's a moment of calm where he sees the sun outside the window, and he says to himself, "This is the moment of my death, and I'm not afraid." Turns out he doesn't die. But he suddenly becomes completely calm in that moment and is able just to execute and do things that actually give him a better chance of surviving. And there are times in my career where I've been confronted with what seemed like overwhelmingly stressful scenarios that I've never experienced before, uh, where I suddenly said to myself after that film, which I saw in my early 20s, this is the moment of my death and I'm not afraid. Which is to say, it, activity is better than paralysis in these circumstances. Um, you know, I remember watching uh, ER. Do you remember ER? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I remember once Carter was going for a job interview to become a surgeon. And in this interview, there were three surgeons firing questions at him while you had to thread a needle through some puzzle as a surgeon might have to do. And at one point, and he's getting more sort of anxious, and the, one of the surgeons says, and what your answer has just, just caused that baby to have a, a, a kidney hemorrhage. What are you going to do now? And this is this moment where he either throws his hands up and says, I don't yeah. want this job. Pauses and then says, I would repair the damage and continue. And he gets the, the job. Yeah, doing something is better yeah. than doing nothing. Don't dwell on all, yeah. oh, I just screwed up there and what's everyone going to think? Repair the damage and continue. So find metaphors, find your own by all means, yep. that give you the chance to continue to be productive in the face of stress. And the worst case, you'll walk away from the board alive. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so that's how I dealt with these things. And um, I'm not perfect at it, nor is anyone else. But the important thing is don't become paralysed and don't live in fear because everybody else picks up that fear and what's the point? Wow. Thank you. That's so inspirational. Um, so just as, as a final wrap-up, what next for you? What, 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 what's, um, well, what's on the horizon? Well, I'm not sure because I um, I wanted to take a rest after Skyscanner. Skyscanner was, of course, um, the last five years of... A, of you know, over 25 years working in pretty kind of stressful jobs. So I, I decided that, that um, I was in a fortunate position I could take a break and I thought I would take one. I've ended up not doing a very good job of that. So I'm currently <laughs> working with lots of companies and just you're trying to help them avoid my mistakes. I've been appalling at taking a break. I've never <laughs> been so busy in yeah. my whole life. <laughs> well, you know, it's, 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 it's a good problem, uh, I think. You know, pe- curious people want yeah. to be engaged Absolutely. in Absolutely. Yeah. I never knew you could make a profession out of drinking coffee, <laughs> although it's starting to make me twitch slightly. <laughs> and you were playing chess? I'm, I'm, I'm playing chess. I'm also learning Chinese just now. Oh, wow. Um, because I always wanted to see it, 
if it was possible, I always felt a bit embarrassed in China when I had to rely on my my bilingual colleagues who are Chinese, yeah. um, and I felt you know I should. I should She's one effort. step ahead of me because I just used to point at things. I used to only go places where there were pictures and point. <laughs> yeah, that's quite limiting in China, I find. But um, so I, I'd like to see if I could get to basic proficiency. So that's something I, I fancy doing. Um, I may, you know, in the future, once I've you know explored this space a bit, gone to a permanent role again. I may not, but um, I always say to people, avoid five-year plans because they're fragile because you can't control outcomes. And if the and they're a pressure as well pressure, on you. Yeah. Immediately you're failing yourself because yeah, you're not keeping up with this crazy happens, plan. you can't control and yeah. you're failing. Just generate options for yourself. So keep. I, I try to keep learning and keep meeting interesting people and like yourself. And, uh, you know, we'll see what, what comes. But um, I very much enjoyed my time in the more sort of permanent roles I had, and I'm very much enjoying my time now, and I'll I'll find I'll find my path. I'm sure. I know you will. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. I'm Vicky Brock, and you've been listening to the Entrepreneur Agony Aunt podcast. My guest this week was Mark Logan. You can submit your question at vickybrock.com/podcast, and don't forget to check out the blog at vickybrock.com/blog. Thank you. Thank you.